You're listening to The Comedy Cellar, live from the table, on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to The Comedy Cellar Show here on Sirius XM Channel 99. My name is Noam Dwarman. I'm the owner of The Comedy Cellar. We're here at the back table of The Comedy Cellar with... Are you still an MTV guy code? What's your What's your credit now? I got um. How about my podcast? I have the Brilliant Idiots podcast. Andrew Schultz of the Brilliant Idiots podcast. There uh, we go. Joyelle Nicole is a prominent stand-up comedian who may be seen oh, regularly yes. at the Comedy Cellar. Yeah. That, <laughs> and our guest of honor today, Rebecca Traster, is a writer for New York Magazine, where she recently published a widely read profile on Hillary Clinton. She's the author of the best-selling book, All the Single Ladies. Welcome. Hi, We're it's about- great to be here. So, um, b- before we start arguing about feminism... Yes, yes. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> we have to find common ground. I love it. I like how we're seated. <laughs> it looks like we're ready to fight. And it's I, awesome. And, and, I, and I do have a daughter. I, I just want to make sure that before you get up and walk out on us. Was that your black friend? <laughs> yes, that's your I black friend. I have a daughter. Yeah. I just want to let you know. You also have a wife. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just want to make sure. No, but, but like, I, I, I want my daughter to have a, a great future. Like I, I, you know, any any view I have about feminism, I weigh. I well, what about what about Mila? You know, anyway, but um, at least I'm human. Um, but anyway, tell us about your book, All the Single Ladies. My book, All the Single Ladies, is about unmarried women. Uh, the population of unmarried women has grown exponentially over the past 30 years. Basically, after sort of the 1980s, beginning of the 1990s, for the first time in American history, women as a, in mass numbers um, really stopped marrying at the beginning of their adulthoods. Like, it wasn't like, oh, I turn 18 or I turn 22, I'm leaving my parents' house and I'm moving into my husband's house. And there were a whole bunch of reasons economic and political and social and sexual that that began to happen. Tell us about the sexual one. No, (laughs) I bet you can guess about the sexual ones, right? You got birth control, you have a sexual revolution, there are other things to do with your 20s, you know, including not only the sex, the work, the money, different different possibilities open up that make it less attractive to move straight from your dad's house to your husband's house and to move straight from being a daughter to like a housekeep, right? And of course that's I'm I'm simplifying but what happens is that you have a massive change in how women are spending their adulthoods and when you are a woman growing up past the 90s the expectation on the one hand isn't that you're just going to get married and that's going to be the start of your adulthood so the median age of marriage moves from 22, and it had only, through our whole history that we've tracked it, it had only been between 20 and 22 for women. Mm. That's like as high and as low as it went, and now it's over 27 nationally, and it's over 30 in a lot of cities. So that's like a whole additional decade of adulthood that women aren't spending within marriages. And so that's what the book is about, and then it also traces the history of women living unmarried in America in other eras when it was far less comfortable to do so. Well, I I want my daughter to not get married right out of... uh High school or college or whatever it is or graduate school. Yep. But okay, so let 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 me just jump into it. Two things that come to mind. Okay, when I was a kid, basically all of us were raised by our our moms at home. I'm mm-hmm. talking about like in kindergarten, first grade, second grade. When I when I was a kid. Yeah. Now, uh, all my daughters' playmates, not all of them, but quite a few of my daughters and my sons' playmates are being essentially raised by their by hired childcare. Not my 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 wife is home and works part time because I own a business we're able we have that flexibility. Right. But her their friends are being raised by 
by strangers, you know, who get paid to do it. And I can't help it. I, I say to myself, is this progress? Well, what about you staying? What about you? You have a job. You have a business. Do you stay home? And is it just your wife who's home with the kids during the day? Or what about, I mean, you're a parent too, right? Well, wait, I'm not talking about my, my, my me. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not ducking the question. I'll answer. Right. I, I just walked into the answer because I don't want to pull off the road and get on another highway. I'm saying that, is it progress as a society that so many children are being raised not by their parents? Do we know the psychological ramifications? Is this, is this what we want? What are the statistics of that, though? Do you know the statistics of, like, how many children in what areas economically are being raised by... No, it's incredibly difficult to trace because there yeah. are differences between are you sending kids to childcare? Mm -hmm. Is it a grandmother or an aunt or or a, you know, it, or is right. it... A nanny. A nanny, yeah. a hired right. nanny, right? So there are different socioeconomic conditions and, of course, some, some areas have, like New York City is has pre-K that comes in. Some people stay home, work part-time. You have stay-at-home dads. You have increasing... You know, it's very hard to track with any certainty. Um, and there are obviously big arguments about what is the impact on kids about having a parent home versus not having a parent home. Here's the deal. When you ask, is it progress? One of the things to consider is for whom? Because if the, if the alternative is going back to how it was before, where it was the mom, where the default was, okay, you decide as a family unit, however your family unit is construed, mm -hmm. that you want a parent home because you think that's the like morally, emotionally better thing for your kids. Yeah, if the default is always that it is the mother, yeah. and that that means that that mother, in addition, whether she may be somebody who has like career aspirations, she may not, yeah. but what it does mean is she's not earning money, which means she doesn't have power, she doesn't have economic independence. If things are bad in the marriage, she doesn't have the power to leave because she doesn't have a job, she doesn't have her own health insurance. Sure. It makes women as a class dependent on men, which has been the history of women and men, right? It's not just like, okay, so we make these decisions based on what's best for our families. It doesn't work that way. It's a whole structural thing. All that thing. being said, yeah. Which I think we can all agree on, right? We right. don't want to put women in a position where they're, they have a lack of power, a lack of possibility. Right. But just in terms of raising a child, can't we agree that it is in the best interest of that child that a parent raises it because the parent has the, the most at stake, if it, you will? I feel like it depends on the parent. I agree. First of all, but also... As far as, like, I come from the premise of it takes a village to raise a child, so it could be progressive if you make it progressive. Like, I know people that have certain nannies or au pairs that speak a different language or are from a different country so that they want their kids to learn different languages and things like that. So that's progressive to me. But if you just drop your kid off. Do you guys off, have kids? I yeah, don't. I do, I do have kids. But Did you raise them? Yes, I raise them, but we also have a. They also have a babysitter. They yeah. have a nanny. Yeah, I and mean, babysitters are necessary. Don't you want to take care of your kid? Like I would definitely want to take care of my children. child. However, I think if you don't, if you leave a child with a nanny and you don't have any influence on the child, that's not good. Right. But if you just have somebody who's helping you lift the weight, because it's heavy. Well, that a child. Help is different. Help is different. But we're talking about like, isn't there like a biological instinct to raise your kid? Like, but it, you aren't not raising your kid if you're. First of all, this the idea that it's. The, it's this formulation where the mom stays home. Yeah. That is in many ways like a mid-20th century invention, the nuclear family, right? So no. this idea... No. 
That can't possibly be right. It is right. There used to be nursemaids, you know? Like, centuries ago, women didn't even breastfeed their own kids. They handed them off to other women to breastfeed. Yeah. Really? Black no, women. No, no, no. No, no, no. Black that, women that, did that I'm sorry. Well. I'm, I'm, I'm calling... Uh, I want to push back on that. I'm sure that the ultra-wealthy throughout history have done whatever the ultra-wealthy did. Well, that's did. what we're talking about. So, no, no. so, did, working, so did working people. The ultra-working also no, didn't no, have time no, to no, stay no, home with their kids. We're talking about 1%. Another 99% of women were taking care of their children. That's not true. Well, working women... Poor women have always worked, right? Well, how, this notion that women stayed home. How, how did they nurse? That. What do you mean, how did they nurse? Well, formula. Baby formula is a pretty modern invention. In certain eras. And then they also no, no, passed baby off for, babies. Baby, for, baby formula in the, on the planet Earth is a modern invention. Prior to that, there was only nursing. Right, and so other people did, nursed your babies. Uh, not in every case, but it no, happened. No, what I'm no, saying is, it's no, not have, the you'd have only. Just out of I've never heard just of that. I mean, I've, think, heard of, I've heard of nurses, but only in. Just in, let me clarify. Yeah. You think the majority of women throughout history didn't, didn't take care of their baby? I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Part so, of part of think, my argument, I think it's not an entirely just, new model to have other ask, people taking care of your children. Questions. Just let me a couple questions. Yeah. So you wouldn't say the majority of women didn't take care of their kids? No, history. I have no figures on that. Okay. None. So would you say the majority of women have taken care of their kids throughout history? Yeah. I mean that's not a crazy statement, no, right? No, of the, course not. Of course I mean, not. But the question you. of the question <laughs> of women <laughs> crazy, but like but I'm just saying I think the that's majority white it is, I, I, right, I will be I will but, check my privilege. But no. you guys you guys are talking listen, listen, you yeah, guys yeah. are talking about raising children as if that's like that only form that raising children takes is a woman who's with their kid all day long, morning till night, right? Here's what has happened in other eras. Did women yeah, were women actually expected to and because of their economic dependence their role in the world the yeah. way that the world's power money families were organized were around this idea that women were going to be dom domestic and I men were going to be can I stop you there no well, because I the way your breasts have no, milk no. in it no, because, that's because, how because I, think but wait, but wait. I think it's the opposite now you, you say it was because of what? economic dependence I say it's because your tits got milk in it you drink milk uh, out the tits that's why you take care of the kids hold on Sorry, I no. think it's because economic dependency uh, economic anxiety now that they can't stay home when they would like to in part, that's true, but some of them, some of them like to, yeah. but, but no, plenty of men would like to too, and they can't either. But I want to go back because to the thing women, about I mean, every every animal in the animal kingdom, when they give birth, if you try to take them away from that litter, they freak out. Right. Women certainly have the same. My instinct. mother would follow around my babysitter. She would let a babysitter babysit me, and would take me to the park up on Central Park West. Yeah. She would. Follow the babysitter in the bushes. She would hide <laughs> in bushes because once she saw a bruise on my leg and she thought the babysitter was beating me. That is the insane, where, irrational connection between a mother and child. Where was your mother while you were getting a baby? She, she did. She's banging the postman. I was like, what's happening? She was having sex with a lot of men. There was Wait, a lot of men in and out of my life. No, my so mother, she wasn't working. I had an, I had a, a very un, maybe untraditional in some ways uh, upbringing, in which my father worked for my mother. So my oh, mother wow. had a business, and my father worked for my mother, but they had a, their own business. But, yeah, so they had their own business. Um, originally, my, my father was in the news business. He worked at NBC, and then my mother's business was more lucrative, so he came in and worked for that business. And uh, But essentially what was able to happen is my, my mother was able to work at night and take care of us during the day. I have a little brother as well. And my father was able to... Uh, Work during the day, so they flip flop right. to take care of us. But she would have right. a babysitter help her during the day. No, all right. That was the just only a random. Time there was a babysitter. Give me the last word on this. Give me the last word on this, and I want to move on to I other topics. Go go on. I just want to go back to the yeah. definition of what it means to raise somebody, yeah. because again, 
for centuries before this, you had multi-generational families. You didn't have every family had their own house, and it was just these two parents. You had multi-generation raising the kid. It wasn't men raising the kid. We were hunting. We were also raising raised by people. Somebody got to get the meat. You know, you guys pick berries, we get the meat. It was a nice deal for you. You got the easy part of the deal. Yeah, yeah, it was a great deal for women who had who had no autonomy and no possibility of exerting control over their reproductive lives. What do you want? We waited for the perfect time to fight for equality. Let's admit it. It was very convenient. Because until 50 years ago, it was definitely buffalo swell. We were getting stabbed by buffaloes. You guys were like, I don't want to do it. They put air conditioning in office buildings. You stepped in with the equality. It was very good. It was well done. Anyway, I'm happy that my child is raised by us. The answer to your question I didn't answer before is I'm home all the time with my kids. Right. Uh, I'm I'm like a a mommy. But I'll tell you this. I've noticed that we have have a four-month-old. And I've noticed that at the infant level... I believe that my mother is just preternaturally equipped to deal with that better than I am. And that, and that would make sense. Of course you know, in, in, if you for, believe in evolution, then you believe in that. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I, I could certainly take care of the infant and, and love it. I wouldn't. But there's a, I just see it. There's a certain pleasure that she gets out of the infant, even before that, even before it can respond and smile at you and whatever it is. And I've spoken to a lot of dads, like, yeah, yeah, once you turn about a year old, then, then it really kicks in for me. I had that, so I have two kids. Yeah. And with my first, I had a terrible C-section. I couldn't get, like, I couldn't do anything, right? I was incapacitated. Yeah. And it was, like, my husband learned everything. I was, like, out. I was, like, I don't, my entire job was I'm trying to nurse this baby. Yeah. My tits hurt. Like, it's terrible. I'm not doing anything else. He learned how to give her a bath. He learned about her clothes and the things you put over the so they don't scratch themselves. So they don't scratch themselves. I didn't know anything. He the belly button thing. I did not know anything. And after like three weeks, I felt better. I like emerged from the cave, and he had to teach me everything. And that was actually, I think, part of it is that from the beginning, people are telling women from the time they're children. Yeah, it's the biological, of course, there's that component. But then every message about, like, how do you take care of a child? How do you hold a child? How do you bathe a child? This is what you're going to have to do is sent to women, and it's not sent to men. And as soon as that kicks in in the hospital, the nurses are talking to the woman. And in my well, case, when the guy, you. when the man got the instruction, he was the better natural caregiver in our case with our first baby. He had to teach me all of it, and he's had an incredible bond with her ever since. I, I agree with you. I, I, I think it's great if the man or the woman, I would never say that the, the man should shouldn't say I know I know someone who had it was a partner cravath you know the uh, one of the great best law firms stayed home with his kids I'm all for that I am not happy with the fact that economically people don't have enough money to stay home and raise their kids and they have to hire strangers it bothers me a lot anyway I don't I don't think that's yeah. prog- progress by uh, and I think that we have a lot of issues psychological issues with with people growing up now that we perhaps didn't have because so of you're a fan and, of maternity leave. Yes, and, that's and, the it, that's parental leave. Home. That's family leave uh, right I, there. Yeah, I'm, I'm not against paternal leave, but that's you're talking about months of paternal leave. I'm talking about. Oh, years. I'm talking about a year. I'm talking yeah, about paid leave a for a year, which is what most a lot of developed, other developed economically developed do, yeah. countries have. All other economically developed com- as long countries as the have months have and months. That's not true. As long as the employers don't the have a year. The Scandinavian countries kind okay, of have a year, but most don't have a year. A lot it's of like six but, months. But lots of places have six months, eight months, and and. You just said all have a year. Okay, okay, but it needs it needs more than it needs more than a year. I, I think it really needs until like my daughter's starting first grade now, yeah. and now I think you know it's okay. But also, leaving aside what's best for them, if you've done it, if you spent all the time, I spent a lot of time with my kids. 
You're, you're missing out on one of the, the ultimate, like the most joyous things in life to not be, like I have a friend of my, my attorney, uh, one of my attorneys said to me, he says, you know, I was just not, I was so busy working, I, I just wasn't able to raise my kids. And, and it's heartbreaking to hear that. He's got because he's got to make a living, you know. But I don't. My mother was so like even, that. Even, even if the kid is great, it, it's not progress. But I don't disagree with you yeah. about that necessarily. I just don't think that the solution is going back to a system in which it's always the woman. And of course, no, it um, still is right now. Right. Yeah. Okay. So now, next question is: yeah. What about single mothers? Yeah. There's now, no state support for that. There's no structural mother. support for single mothers. It's a it's an economic disaster. The Brookings Institute, which is not a, a conservative <laughs> outfit, but an article I learned about this in an article by Nicholas Kristof, who is you know pretty left wing, concludes that the uh, rise in sing women having children out of wedlock will preclude any increase in prosperity in the poorer classes. In other words, that the the the, the damage done by uh, the increase in single motherhood mm-hmm. out, will outpace any possible increases in wages and economic gains in, in the same community. It, it is, the, it is, is, as long as it continues, it is, progress is a dead end for, against poverty. Yeah. So what's your solution to this? Birth what, control what? <laughs> and abortion. Because I have, I mean, I have things I think about this. But what do you, what, what do you think should happen to stem the tide of of single motherhood and its relationship to poverty? And, and there's and a tr- and huge relationship. I said this to you, and it also, it actually also said that some of this was caused by the ease at, at certain points and the ease of getting checks from the government. Which huh. this is this is the Brookings Institute. And by the way, my Puerto Rican wife would would concur based on her own experience growing up poor in Bushwick and all her relatives. And, and she's adamant that this is true, that the, that the checks both helped and hurt. Explain, explain that for people that aren't familiar. You're saying that the welfare state, in a way, empowered... Well, that women who were pregnant, let's say, right. at some point, if they knew there was no option... Either we're more careful about getting pregnant, or would have an abortion. Right, but now that they but know there's an option, when they know that they can, they they can get a safety net. Right. Obviously, that makes the decision. It changes the pluses and minuses of the decision. Absolutely. And over time, that can have a deleterious effect. That's that's not an argument against the safety net. That's just just trying to describe the world as it is. So I obviously think the exact opposite of that, right? But, but I you think have to have that data. You well, there is think- data. There are two studies. Here's here impact on marriage rates, for example, right? There's a big argument that... Real if, quick before we yeah, go there. Yeah. Just to clarify the argument. What are those trapeze, right? Mm-hmm. You, have you ever tried trapeze? No. I have. You have? Yes. Now, there's a net there. So you're like, all right, I'll do this trapeze. If there was no net... Would you still try? Well, here's the thing. There's a <laughs> just, difference. Just out of curiosity. We, I'm not trying to make a false equivalence or anything, but just answer this hypothetical. Would I try trapeze without being without a professional? No, I would You'd not. have an abortion. I, I so have had an abortion. So you have I have had an abortion. So I think that's so what yes. you're trying to say. It's like having a kid in a lot of ways. Yeah. It's trapeze. But it's trapeze with... Like, if you fall from trapeze, maybe you break your leg. You're back in, like, you know, six months. You're back 18 years if you have the kid. But, I think that's what course, you're... You have a kid... You, you have it. You're, you're married. You're right. I am married. Yeah. yeah. Now imagine your child being raised by just one of you and half the money. That's what it is. 
and imagine. But and, I don't and, have to imagine. Don't we all know single mothers right now? No, don't I'm, say, we all, I'm and, saying. And then and then say, well, that that is not a good thing for society. You know, that is just not what, what I would do about it. I don't know if there's anything what, to do but about what's it. What's the alternative? Right, what's Are you the, saying right. don't give them any support and then no, see and what I, happens? I didn't. I didn't say anything you like that. No, Here's I, I was asking. I think the alternative is social. The alternative is that there there is a there needs to be a cultural change where people. Uh, Try to talk talk them out of this kind of thing. Like people, yes, we, sex like, education about is one of those privilege things. a lot. We talk about privilege a lot, right? And and white privilege, and we can acknowledge white privilege, right? No, no, but but I'll, I'll let you continue. Let's just you let's don't just acknowledge white privilege. No, I do not. Then let's not okay. get into a fight. That's my right. Let's not get into I, a fight. I'm not fight. The reason why I the, the reason why I said is because it has nothing to do with with the argument. It's okay. So let's acknowledge that sure white privilege exists, right? But what if we have data to prove that Having two parents in the household is the greatest privilege that you can have. That's I, I would agree with you. Then shouldn't we do everything that we can to market that with the same but fervor that I would, we market and white that's privilege? That's what I that's what I agree with you. I right. agree that you we should have two parents in the household. And so whenever I talk, I travel the country yeah. and I fight for abortion rights. Yeah. And there's men always outside of the clinics who are are telling these women they need to have these babies. Yeah. I tell these men, you need to fight for the men that are leaving, that are abandoning these kids. Yeah, yeah. You need to, you, there need to be laws in the books that they need to help take care of these kids both financially and hopefully emotionally and all Absolutely. that type of thing. So Absolutely. if you want people yep. to have babies, we also need to have laws to make sure the men can't abandon us because the women, we're always the ones who are stuck. Okay, that's that's right. Child right. support. All you got child support. Go, go ahead. Go you ahead. also have yeah, to, yeah, we so need those laws. The idea that just two parents are better is, is fairly, it, it's problematic in the United, United States where Divorce rates are extremely high, okay? So two parents, the, the quality of the life of a, a child with two parents, and you say, okay, so higher income. Okay, maybe the parents hate each other, and in fact, it's an emotionally destructive place. But okay, if there are two incomes, then at least there's economic stability that one parent wouldn't have. Okay, but there are lots of instances in which there are not two incomes. Okay, I, co- I see your method here. What you do is you take a situation... And of course, there's a bell curve. There's some of everything, and you take then you, the outlier. You, you focus on the exactly. Focus on the outlier. No, it's not an outlier. Ad, you know, in impoverished communities, but, but it, rates but, of but, depression, but abuse, addiction are but higher. But it's the first thing you so, always turn to, rather than the, the, the acknowledging the, more, the statistical data. The, the more here's statistical data. In do you acknowledge that having two parents in the household is beneficial for a child? On average. <laughs> On average. No. It's unequivocally uh, true. No, it's, it's not true. Un- oh, it's, I mean, I would disagree. Barack, 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 I would say yes. It's Barack sure. Obama said wet. it was the most serious, uh, the most serious obstacle facing young, young black men. Here's the thing. Barack Obama, not my white Catholic, Water's wet, two parents in a household with parents who fight every single day is still better than one parent. I don't agree with that. That's not true. It is not true. I don't agree with that. The data supports it. I've actually what admire parents who stay so together until they're 18, until the kid is 18 what and then divorce. Men do psychological damage where there's abuse. Are we talking about abuse? Yeah. Like, what's argument? Define abuse. Yeah. Uh, now you got sucked into the outlier argument. It's no, not but that's an what outlier. I'm you. Why do you think women aren't marrying at the same rates that they used to be? It's because you don't you don't. Because you get a job up. now that has a career. Before right. you didn't have that, you were a secretary until you got knocked And because you don't have to be up. dependent on potentially crappy relationships with men that don't always produce happy families. I actually right? think it's the opposite. I think men are more picky, but... Yeah. Let's turn to politics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you interviewed Hillary Clinton. Yes. I did, yes. Was she awesome? Well, 
<laughs> I'll tell you, she's human. I mean, which comes as a surprise to a lot of people. She's very funny. What do you mean by human? Well, I mean, don't you don't you think she has a reputation as not being particularly human? Yeah. I mean, uh, robotic and uh, inauthentic yeah. and yeah. sincere. Quite yeah, she robotic. does. Robotic. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That you know that that I interviewed her uh, once at length during the campaign, and I got a little bit of. I mean, she was a little more controlled and more as you. Was it in person or over the phone? In person. Uh-huh. And then after, I interviewed her this spring. Oh, and, wow. And she was much more um, forthcoming and frank and candid and funny and human and all that. Yeah, well, she is. You know, I... I there's She's that, a human? No, there's that famous... <laughs> How low is the bar? <laughs> right. There's oh, that, it's so low there's, right there's now. There's that audio clip of her when she was a lawyer when she was talking about uh, uh, defending, getting that child Actually, molester off. Yeah, I, that, She's that, a rapist. The rapist. And... but. Leaving that aside, she, when you hear her, she was like relaxed and funny and yeah. had a little bit of a southern drawl. You're like, who is this woman? This, this is, is going to sound fucked up, yeah. but like when I, I was not at all turned off by that. I actually thought her almost like sociopathic ability to look at a, a situation and do what her job was in that moment yeah. may, would make her a good president. Yeah, so I said my- Trump was sunny. She's Michael. She is Michael. She's Michael. That's yeah. Michael. Yes. That is Trump yeah, is Fredo. She- yeah. <laughs> no, Come no, on. Trump is sunny. No, Trump is definitely sunny. But, sunny. but that was a Michael moment right there. Yeah. And it it, and a lot of people, just this one time, I'll but let that's you know. A, that's it. No, yeah. for real. Yeah. A, a lot of conservatives Hillary. use it against her. But you have to make incredibly hard decisions. <laughs> you have as as a president. And I saw her able to make that kind of almost like frivolously talking about this. Of and course. it was like, okay, that's good. She can do that's it. her job. My husband's a public defender. He defends rapists all the time. That's uh, the job of a public defender. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That is, that's rough. I don't that's know if a, I could do that one. That I is. couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. It's a, yeah. you you gotta do it. Our system relies on it. You the you know no. you don't have to do it. It has to be you done. definitely don't have to do it. Somebody has to do it. Somebody yeah. has to do it, yeah. You couldn't okay. pay me enough. Well, listen, can I, can I speak frankly now since we're kind of friends? Yeah. I, their column in the New Yorker really, really uh, bothered me. Which one? The, the one about Hillary. The, I, I've written a hundred about the, Hillary. The re- most recent one. The about one her about book. anger? About her book, Okay, yeah. yeah. For instance, now, you, now maybe I'm, I'm not being fair. You said, I'm quoting you, you said, Hillary Clinton is a woman and there is almost nothing that Americans view as more repellent in a woman than anger. And, and, you, and, and, and you say, recall that every time Clinton... Spoke too loudly into a microphone while debating her screamy oppo- opponents. Americans seemed to rear back. What are you, what are you basing this on? <laughs> is that an emotional feeling? Because I would agree with that. What is the like, statement? I remember when Howard Dean spoke into the mic, screamed into right, the microphone. Howard Dean is actually a great example. He, of- he, he, he was, that, that ended him. I don't even remember a particular time. Now, I'll tell you something. Hillary was, I mean, listen, I've been making my living for 35 years judging performers. Mm-hmm. She's a terrible performer. Okay, and as a, and I'm serious. She is robotic. That's a great sentence. She's stiff. She has a fake, a, an awkward fake laugh. When she, 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 I mean, she's, she's top to bottom. You're even her audio book when you hear it. It's like my god, it's, she's, she's terrible. Lex I, think she, I think the audio book is pretty good. Actually, I, think she, I liked. I thought she sounded good in the audio book. I, I don't disagree with I you that she has been a good real president, trouble on the But stuff. when somebody is a terrible performer. Yeah. It burns me up to have people who respond to that terrible performance and call them sexist. Yeah. But wait a minute, wait a minute, she wait sucked. a minute, wait a minute. I, 
Yeah, but she was great. Elizabeth Warren was terrific. Terrible. I hate Elizabeth Warren, but she was terrific I, when she was on stage with Hillary. Like she was a natural Elizabeth okay. Warren. But then she got attacked as well for. But but, yeah, but, but, she's, but nobody nobody thought nobody was turned off by her. It wasn't her performance. Exactly. It was her took, And that's the last thing. Then you took Mika Brzezinski out of context. It's not out of context. I watched the clip. She calls her shrill and she hates the anger. I mean, Mika Brzezinski said that about Elizabeth Warren. Mika Brzezinski and, said. There's a huge part of the country that doesn't think Trump is a disaster, and she might want to be a little inclusive instead of sounding like the people she's accusing of being exclusive. She's just got to stop. I'm sorry. It's getting exhausting. Blah, blah, blah. He says, it's not going to work, and at some point we have to look at what happened and look at the people we lost. All the, I, I'm just so small, I can't read it. <laughs> These are the people Elizabeth Warren has been fighting for decades. These are the people who have been left out because of a rigged system. Those are the people... Those were her people, and now she's leaving them out of the conversation. And then, and then, in that thing, and by, then she by criticizes sounding, by sounding the shrill. shrill. Anger. This is not a sexist attack of Elizabeth Warren. The, the way she's a that woman. we hear women's anger is totally different yeah. from how we hear men's anger. Yeah. And there's no, and you can Google but Hillary the criticism Trump is anger. The, criti- shrill. the criticism, more shrill. The criticism here is that she's that she's bashing the wrong people, and that, and that she's double downing on the mistake, which is what the, the Michael Moore. Warning of bashing right. these white people. But you people can't pretend in the working that class. in lodging that complaint, she didn't rely on a criticism yeah. of how Elizabeth Warren was expressing anger. Yeah. She calls her shrill, and that I don't have it in front of me, she, yeah. and that the anger is too I, much, I and she's clip, tired of I mean, it. She no actually sexist. uses those words. You said she's very she, sexist. So you can't use the word shrill. Hold on, about someone being Let shrill. Me just no, clarify I'm this. not saying and you can't, can't say use the word. A woman I'm, is angry. I didn't say that you can't say the woman is so angry. If a woman's acting angry, how do I say she's angry? Well, you can say that she's angry. The question and is, but, she's she's saying, but, but just be very clear. She's saying that she's angry at it when it's going to be self-defeating to be showing that anger right. because she's turning off the very people she needs to appeal to. Okay, that would be a fair description of what Mika Brzezinski fair. said. Right, and it's okay and, for and women. It's okay for men to be angry. When was to Trump be angry? angry? It's when? all the time. There's nothing about gender. 24 no, 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 no. hours of every day. Just when is Trump angry? All the, time. all the time. Give me an example of when he was when angry. When he calls Mexicans rapists. When he. No, that wasn't angry. Was no but anger. Was not, we're not defending it, but he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't you angry. You don't see no anger. anger in calling a group of people rapists. You, right, so you don't see anger in ginning up a crowd and in, in stirring his rallies and saying, I remember in the good old days when a protester would leave here on a stretcher, which is something he said to his so rallies. When anger. he gets people cheering, he, he, lock he, her up. He, you he, don't see anger in he that? did get angry at the at one point when the, the well, guy don't make who, who her argument for her yeah, yeah, yeah. but but uh so, so trump so, is all anger okay, Help her. okay so let, let's do this let's define anger because to me saying words that include violence don't necessarily correlate with anger anger is fuck, what the fuck is going on this is bullshit i'm upset ah. i've never seen trump be happy or angry i've never seen him laugh and i've never seen him be furious he is very neutral in tone. So to say that he's always angry when you can't point out a single I, time. I just pointed out 12 times. No, Listen no, no. to any. Define I, anger and then we'll go there. So def- anger is words or anger is emotion? Anger is a, any number of. I mean, you define, define anger. And we'll, go off, we'll go off of your metric. Uh, anger is aggression, is expressed. Anger is aggression. aggression. And Trump is wildly aggressive and Trump stirs aggression and he. And he Stirred aggression from his followers. His convention was people doing guilty. Lock her up. 
Lock, lock her, her up, up was happy and aggressive. That lock was her it. up. Lock her up. <laughs> Let I, USA. I, 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 when I kind people of, yell I'm kind USA. I'm taking Rebecca's side on this one. A little yeah. Yeah. I, I, don't know how to, I don't know how to argue with anybody who suggests he, that Donald Trump is an yeah, expressive I, I don't know. We can't have the argument like that. That's not fair. Can I try to make your argument? Elizabeth Warren was accused of being shrill and anger in tone, in in vibe, in emotion. Sure. You're you're using say when it was Trump angry. You're you're using a different Trump aspect of anger. anger. You're saying that the views themselves are angry views, but those angry views can be expressed in a very bland, calm way. Like Rich, Richard Spencer, this white to. supremacist. You know, he never he doesn't his pulse rate doesn't get above a sixty. You could describe him as angry in one sense, but that's not what they were describing him. In, so in, I would in say their Warren. views that are disgusting. Yeah. I would say they're views that definitely induce anger in me, but for me, anger is a tone, and it's unbecoming of people. So, for example, if if Elizabeth Warren is being angry, I it doesn't matter what's coming out of her face. She'd be talking about pecan pie, but I'm like, why is she so fucking angry about pecan pie? But if she's neutral, then okay, maybe this pie's I, good. I but you don't agree think that, that men think women, like when women are angry, it's seen as different than when men are angry? It's definitely you, you annoying when you're angry. Okay. <laughs> well, annoying. You, so you Absolutely. want to agree with that? That, that is, is seen? Annoying. So it's not annoying when a man is angry, but it's annoying when a woman's angry. No, it's angry. scary when a man's angry. It's annoying when a woman is. Okay. Right? Because I have a physical repercussion for the man's anger, yeah, and I just have so to hear we. you yap. I don't know. This is, you know, like, this, just to, to zoom out a little bit. This is the thing about feminism that I'm never quite sure of. Like, am I supposed to vote? Am I supposed to take into account that Hillary is a woman and maybe that's a, and she, she can run on that and she can appeal to that and that's a reason to vote for her? Or is feminism supposed to mean it doesn't matter to me what sex she is? Because we would hopefully think it wouldn't I, matter. We would, yeah, 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 the but, ideal would be that it doesn't matter. But we're so far from it not Amy, mattering. That is that not at all the way it is. It is packaged. It's packaged as you need to go out there and do your thing. And, 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 and but in part, that's because about she's a woman, getting you to equality. In I part, that's agree with spirit. That. I mean, I voted for her. She ran on that way. Like, in part, voted for in part, that spirit is about. Look at you. I voted for Bernie. Getting to equality. It's because there's already such a discrepancy that there's a kind of cheering section to be like, let's get a lady because we never had one. And Why so should we have one because we never had one? Because, <laughs> because we should have a whole bunch of white men. I'm sorry, Barack Obama was the best candidate in That's that election. Right. Hands down, the regardless of his skin color, I'm not saying you don't say that, but you're making the argument right now, like, we should have a chick because we have a chick. Listen, no, Jesse no. Jackson no, ran no, for president. Make, Nobody no, no, voted no, no, for Jesse no, no, Jackson. No, no. You're imagining that I made that over argument. Obama in the sense that she was the most qualified person we ever had run for President Obama wasn't even... What she was wasn't first qualified in this. She wasn't charming. Charm is part of a qualification no. for president, this, unfortunately and, and, so. This brings me to my, my thing. I don't know if you're going to agree with me or disagree with me, about, but this is the thing about Hillary's book, and Andrew led us right to it. She does bring up a number of things which I'm sure did or could have swung the election against her. The Comey letter uh -huh. at the last minute. Sure. Uh, Sanders. I mean, what Sanders did was interesting. He, he normalized, which is the word of the day, the Fox News attack on Obama, except now it came out of Sanders on the left, that the economy really isn't good, that right. they're underemployment. And, and, and now that it was coming from the left... It real. She was hamstrung. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He brought up the fact that she wouldn't release her her transcripts from Goldman, right. which which was totally legit. But if it had come from the right during the general, nobody would have taken up that. Mess. So he so he really damaged her. However, she first of all she ran against the most unpopular candidate ever, 
And going into it prior to the Call Me thing, she had a tiny, even by Nate Silver's thing, I asked Harry from 5.30, tens of thousands margin. If, if Call Me hadn't released the letter, she might have won by 40,000 40, votes. That is a, she, she failed before she got, ever got into it because obviously there's always going to be things that hit you that are unexpected. But in life... When you drop the ball on the things that were within your control, then it's really kind of a nerve to start blaming the things that were out of your control. When you've and, always and, wait a minute, and this is what was within her control. She was warned and she knew and was told. True. She, listen, she was warned by her husband, Michael Moore, and various others. You need to back off this identity politics a little bit and appeal to the aggrieved uh, white voters in the Midwest who have high economic anxiety. Yeah. That's not she, what it was. Yeah, she, hold on. Hold <laughs> on. The economic anxiety of white people. Yeah, no, no, this, because white people on, across finish. the board hold, hold, voted for Trump? Hold on, let me finish because, because that's been disproven, but hold on. We'll just, just hold. You can, you can I, tell. I, we'll I come back to it. Hold that. on. We'll come we'll, back we'll to it. The point is that she opted not to do that. She lost by 50,000 votes. A few campaign stops as her husband urged her and as Michael Moore urged her, in those soft things, and she would be president today. And if that's true, then the rest is all bull. You but, lost but, yourself. Wait, 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 wait. Why is this a complaint about the book? Because she be, writes about those errors. No, because, I'm it's saying that not, I'm, I'm a business there's owner. No she does write about those errors. She does. She blames herself in the book, too. No, no, yeah. she, all she, the advanced she press about her blaming everybody the, else. She was blames herself kind of, in a perfunctory way. No! Listen, I read what? the 450-page book. Like, I, I've seen. I haven't read it, but I've seen the interviews. I the read best, every word of it. The best comment I've heard about the book is uh, the book is it's the first book that has both the question and the answer on the title, on the cover. What happened, Hillary Clinton? Did you read the book? Though? Absolutely not. So <laughs> I want to read it. I want to so, read it. So I, don't, I actually have no interest in reading it, and I'll tell you why. She's never been good at uh, at, at winning elections. She almost lost, lost to Rick Lazio. You don't come in with a Clinton name after your husband is president of the United States of America, one of the most popular presidents, especially in a democratic state like New York, and then almost lose to Rick Lazio. A long She complained Island. about him in the debates too, by the way. She did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here so we have a track that's record her, that's or something. Her MO. Right? And we can it can come back to maybe Hillary never had to earn it. Bill earned it. <laughs> She never had. She no. She wrote well, on her husband's coattails. She wrote on her husband's coattails. She never had to win over people. She never learned how to win over people. Bill Do you know how much how she won over. by after she'd been senator of New York for her reelection? I mean, yeah, she was an incumbent would, senator. Who, would who she have got? Would no. she, did she have the talent to become the candidate for the president of the United States if she had not? I'm not. This is not. I'm not criticizing her, but I just think he's right. That that she. You wouldn't she, think she would she have become. She didn't learn the skill of yeah, winning people over. She's not a natural over. politician. Bill she's, knows she's how to natural, make you fall in love with him. She's a natural administrator. I think she's I mean, a she's, great administrator. Right. Appoint her to a position. She'll do it phenomenally. Have her have to win that position. She will fail miserably. But I don't think that anybody, but that's including women Hillary running Clinton, for office. Women got to figure that shit statistically, out. Statistically, women are unpopular when they run for office. They're popular when Once they actually in. get in office right. because of. And they are socialized to be administrators, not candidates. They're socialized. Men are trained to go out and tell the world that they're terrific and going to be better than their opponents for this position. We are running out of time. I want to ask you about the pussy grab thing. Yeah. yeah. Now, you think that that, is a, that should have been disqualifying for Trump. Sure. Now, Absolutely. Now, I want to ask you a question. Yeah. And I want you to answer me honestly and think about it. Bill Clinton is running against uh, Robert Dole. And Robert Dole is campaigning that he is going to provide the fifth vote to overturn Roe versus Wade. 
That's his, that's his, his uh, platform. Now, Bill Clinton is said, oh, my dead body, Roe versus Wade forever. Now it comes out that Bill Clinton... Do you, do you believe Juanita Broderick? I mean, it's pretty. I mean, pretty, he has great charges. <laughs> now, now, yeah. now, would you vote for Would you vote for Robert Dahl? Would you vote for Robert Dahl? No, I would not vote for Robert not. Dahl. So why would they vote for Why would they vote for Hillary? The people who want, who felt that Trump was speaking was important to them. Why they were the able were, to look past something for something that they saying, wanted saying, more. Saying that, that what matters to them but is what the was it that they wanted more. Whatever, they wanted, a white president that see, was a man. Whatever that's it is, right. that's what they <laughs> wanted. Right. Can, can, can I address I mean, that really quickly? Please. Yeah, of course. Just really address quickly. it. Because I hear this a lot, and, it's, and Bannon had a great 60 Minutes interview where where he spoke very candidly on why that? they... Yeah, you should definitely watch it. Because I will not. He, but, no. uh, you see, that's, that's, no, no, I don't, I do no, not no, respect no, 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 that. You can never respect me, but I can't listen to a person like that. I can't listen to a person like that. Listen to this, then you're going to miss out on a good impression of what's true in the world. No, 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 no. So here's the issue, and this is this is a perfect an imperfect microcosm why the Democrats will still lo- uh, lose elections. This is, and I'm a lifelong Democratic voter. I just want to point this out. So this is why we will continue to lose elections, right? Because we stick ourselves in an echo chamber and we just listen to the sweet things we want to hear and we don't listen to what reality is. Now, Bannon said very I clearly, did not do that. Well, whatever. Okay, so the reality, reality of the matter is there are two candidates in this election that came out of absolutely nowhere. Where do who were they? Trump. Donald Trump was what, 17th? Sanders. And the other person was Bernie Sanders. Now, what did these two people run on specifically? More than anything else, what did both of them run on? How bad Hillary Clinton is? No, Wrong. On the economy. On they xenophobia. ran on. That's what you will see if you're a forgotten to look man. At that. The forgotten man. Wait a minute, economy. you said xenophobia? So Bernie Sanders ran on xenophobia? I mean, I have personal experience with Bernie Sanders and why he is not good with race and racism what, what, and all that type you, of things. But yeah. For the I image would say of America. Trump. It's, so I think both of them ran on one specific thing that I heard both of them saying, which is we are going to get the working class working. Yes. Economic anxiety, jobs, they needed jobs. Mm-hmm. So this is something that resonated and brought two people out of obscurity to the forefront of an election. Bernie right. should have won if Hillary didn't you know, pull some right. shit. But <laughs> if Hillary didn't pull some shit, then she then he probably would have won. No, okay. he lost by three million. He votes. definitely lost. <laughs> he lost and okay. lost. He definitely lost. lost. Sure. He, lost. <laughs> he shouldn't have even been that close. But he's running against he Hillary. Was, so he ran a great a campaign. He ran right. a great campaign. He lost it badly. So that's yeah. why that's why we're saying that this is more about economic anxiety than it is. I just want to raise this white guy as a president. Economic anxiety Ooh. doesn't matter when white people across Listen, the board economically voted for I, Trump. I, I would tell you that to, go, to, to, right. to the average income of the Trump voter was over it was seventy two com. The Nate Silver analysis of of how Trump won. He won okay. by flipping the precincts that had voted for Barack Obama. Yes. That's and they the voted for Barack line. for the exact same reason, economic anxiety. Yeah. So right. Barack Here's another thing, hope. Oh, Here's another thing that's not but, in conflict with your evaluation of Hillary, but I'm just going to say this. Sure. Hillary Clinton talked about jobs. She talked about jobs every day. I was on the trail with her. She was she talking. Was unbelievable. Of, she, well, yeah. she what? Okay, what was so her strategy one, for jobs? That's one. Oh, she had a million fucking strategies. What's just one? That's oh. the problem. But that's the problem. She had strategies. She definitely had strategies. The whole point was she had strategies that you couldn't talk about as like free college or in a soundbite. You couldn't say build a wall and you couldn't say free college well, because you had to go you had to go and listen to her talk I listened to her explain yeah. child care policy yeah. it was brilliant you're describing it was gonna a bad be great. candidate no I know I said yeah. I'm not disagreeing yeah, yeah. with exactly you that's exactly what he just wants to fight he just wants to fight look at him <laughs> he's angry you're but angry the whole, the, your view that <laughs> angry was white man. angry that was anger and it's unbecoming but, <laughs> I have to say it with a smile <laughs> she's angry and shrill <laughs> the view that they were talking about it and she was not isn't right the view that a 
from one perspective, she wasn't good at talking about it, or B, we didn't want to hear her talking about it. That's the other Just side of that. Just make it digestible. We're at a Twitter generation, 140 characters. If you okay. have to say more than one tweet, it's not even a worth policy. Another thing from your from your from your column that I, by the way, I, this has been a really good interview. There's nothing from your column that uh, I disagreed with, and then I think great. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, I, that's what you want, right? You don't want no, to. No, 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 yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Consider that one. Dep- 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 how do you pronounce it? Deprecatory remark she threw out, calling those who responded enthusiastically to Trump's open racism deplorable. It's still uh, something got caught off in the print. That's why. It's no. It's, it's still, <laughs> many pundits believe her was her fatal error. I'm paraphrasing because some words are missing here. Never mind that she said it whilst running against a candidate who called Mexicans rapists. Censorious anger from women is uh, off... I, I don't know. They, um, they, it's a liability. Right. It's something it, like it's, it's a it's liability a and in men it's often just speech. Now let me tell you what, what, why yeah. I reacted negatively to that. Okay. The, the mistake that she made in the deplorables, and it goes back to my other point, was that she offended the very people whose votes she needed to be trying to win. It's a political mistake. I don't think Trump, she was going to win those Trump votes. By calling, right. she, wasn't Trump, gonna, she lost in Wisconsin, Ohio, she, Pennsylvania. It, it, How did Barack win? Hold on. Votes? Trump, by saying the Mexican thing, Being personable. offended the people who were never going to vote for him anyway. That is the difference. In, I don't know that that's... So I, that, Hillary made a Romney 47% mistake. Yes. Okay, so yes. I when Romney did it, it wasn't because he was a man. It's like it has nothing to do with her sex. No, no, no. Out you of think, any, do you really think it man, has absolutely nothing to do with her a sex? A man or a woman running for <laughs> office who called this them statement. who called them deplorables. I'm just saying, in general, you think her losing had nothing to do with her sex? I think it had nothing to do with her nothing sex. Nothing to do with her sex. Let me ask you this. If, I just if, want if, to know not, what the field that was on right now. I think the better way of saying it is not an effective amount. Okay. No, so it that's the been, same thing. I, I, that's the same, been, like, same thing. There could have been five percent, ten percent. Who knows? But the same, the same thing. Well, she, she lost. She lost married women. Yeah. yeah what, are they, are they sexist? Yes. 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 They listen to well, their husbands. By that, by that, by that husband. your definition of sexist is anybody who doesn't support Hillary is a sexist. Let me ask you. Well, actually, I wouldn't say that. I'm going to say they're more race based. Those white women are more race-based. Right. Okay. Just out of curiosity, you say stuff, but you have the data does not back it up. But go ahead. I, I would believe you. I the would data, agree you. Wait a minute. 56, I have race-based data. Here's, <laughs> here's data. <laughs> yeah. Hillary Clinton did three percentage points better with the white women than Barack Obama did in in 2012 against white women Mitt, are Rom- racist. Mitt Romney. Yes. Yes. No. 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 no, no, no. Look, no, said, yes. women here's, women. The here's the deal. Listen, you know, if Obama had lost, everybody would be saying he lost because he was black. And it'd be impossible to prove that it was otherwise. But but you're setting up a situation where if a minority candidate loses, therefore it was because they were a minority. I want to be really clear about this. I want to be really clear about Making an argument that race and gender played into this election is not the same thing as saying she lost because everybody's a sexist. And it's that conflation that to try to point out, look, Here's the deal. If yeah. Hillary Clinton, if if her challenges had nothing to do with her gender, how come she's the first woman in 240 years? If it's that we don't have a problem with women, right. how come she's the only, this hated, <laughs> right. hated woman who everybody can't stand and is a bad politician? Yeah. How did she get to be the first major party nominee in 240 years? Uh, if this country uh, doesn't have fundamental with structural well, hold problems. On. I, will, I will answer that. <laughs> okay. Number one answer is women have only been... Uh, 
15 had years. access to that in, in less of 30. 30, 30, 40 years. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh-huh. So, she's right. the first woman in 30, 40 years. Right. Yeah. Number two, I think there were, there have been some women who, who, who could have won. I think Condoleezza Rice might have actually been able to Oprah. win. But, but, uh, but ha- you say that till no, she number, runs. Number three, yeah. okay, go right, right. She you say that till she runs. Number three, she was a bad candidate, so it seems but, right that she would have lost. lost. Right, but but to argue that gender yeah. has to do with the reasons that she lost is also to it's not it's not to say I think in part she lost because she didn't go to Wisconsin. Okay, I think in part she lost because she was a bad candidate. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm saying. A that there are other that that other reasons that do have to do with gender come into play, and B and here's where it gets complicated that part of the reason that we just have to consider about how she was a bad candidate and why she was a bad candidate you can't divorce from the fact that she was the only woman in a man's world for her entire okay. career. You can't. Real quick, real quick, real quick. Yeah, yeah. So a hurricane hits Puerto Rico and rips <laughs> the shingles off of a house, right? Yeah. Right now. That happened today. Right, right now. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's happening all over Puerto Rico. We can make the argument, right, that those shingles could have been made of a different material, different nails, etc. But the real reason they got ripped off is because of the hurricane. You see what I'm saying? So, yes, maybe her being a woman might have been the nails that were used to knock down the shingles. But the real reason she lost was not because of the nails. It was because a fucking hurricane came through and she couldn't handle it. Okay. Also, I, that she I, I, you guys shit. know she won three million more votes, right? Yes, she but did. in all the discussion of yes. how she couldn't nothing. handle anything, it means nothing. It means nothing. It means three million more it people. Does mean no. It's all the thing it's about how terrible she was and she lost by, you know. It, if, she won three million more it, votes. If it was a popular vote, she would have still lost because more people would have come out in the states. That they voted for Trump. It would have come out in a lot, droves. Like a, like a lot of people because didn't vote. Because if they figured the popular vote, no, a lot of people in California. I don't, I, don't, I don't think I buy for that. For example, people in Alabama were like, "I know that. it's going to be Republican no matter what. I don't need to a go." A lot of people in, red, in, in, in blue states didn't bother voting because they knew the electoral college being what it is, that it, it, their vote it wasn't matter. worth it. But listen, this is my problem, and it's very, it's, it's. And I know that I'm right, even though I can't make a traction on it. You can't just use uh, disparities as shorthand. We have very few female comics here. Mm-hmm. That is not because we are sexist. Hold on. Uh, there are very few Asians on the NBA. Do you want to tell me why that is? No, I don't want well, to tell that, you why. That, 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 but if you can, but if you I can't, but ninety percent of the people that go to jail are male. Is that because the justice system is sexist? Here's the deal. But the, the, oh, you guys, the majority of African Americans that go to jail. So no, yes. what I'm saying is you can't, you can't cherry pick the instances of disparities you. that you want to say. Well, that must but, be because of bigotry. But, yeah, but he just said. But what he just said, he said ninety percent of males. What, what did you say? Ninety percent of the people in jail are male. Is that because the justice system is sexist? And I, for the purpose that the fact that the majority of African-American and Latino males are in jail, is that because the justice system is racist? Uh, we don't know that. Yes, yes we, do. we do. Well, yes, we do. Sure, yes, but that just do. proves my point. But, but how but does that prove your point? Because, because I did the opposite point for what you no, said. No, no, no. no. I, mean, I, don't, I don't want to get into but an ugly conversation. Like, not ugly, but I don't want to. Uh, it's sensitive. Right. 60% of people I that go to college you're are women. Are college yeah. admissions sexist? No, not at this point because there have been. So why are there more women going to college? We smarter than you. <laughs> so is right. it? No, no, no. Women are on, and women are. You're absolutely pointing to something that's really 
key. Women, and in this case, when it comes to college admissions, white women and black women are making tremendous inroads. Now, the men who are going to college are still predominantly white men, right? So We're not talking about getting, white. Right, Just right, right. tell me if it's sexist that college admissions are, uh, accept more women than men. Is There's that more sexist? women than men in America. But they're, they're, they're overrepresented by their, their, their demographic. It's 60-40. Women are 55 to 45. What? So, so that's, they're they're better that's, students. Not, that's not far are off they, the demographic. Women. So they're that's better students. The are women better though. students? Maybe that's why they're accepting them? Of course they are. Better students? There's more of us? I never so guys. So you can accept test. that women are better students, and that's why they get into college, but you can't accept that Trump was a better candidate, and that's why he you won. You think Trump was a better, better candidate? No, I was saying more than I was saying that there may be something about no. politics, the ego and the hubris and all that that it takes to be a politician, that may attract men in a different way than women. Right, but that's not And so, white people. And white why, people. Yeah. Why, are there, why aren't there women in com- as many women in comedy? What's your view of that, that it's not about sexism? Okay, I, I have a view on that. What, you, you want me to answer? You, want me to you don't need to be I funny think comedy to is a masculine trait. Oh, there you I'm go. going to say it that. Is. Comedy is a masculine trait. It's a survival it tool. Is, it's a tool that men who are unattractive right use <laughs> to, to get to pussy. Get pussy. Yes. Comedy is a masculine trait. I, I will stand by that. So that is why well, less women are in comedy wait. than men. So let me ask you a question. There are growing numbers of women yes. who are successful in comedy. Yes. Is it that women... So what's changing? The fact that we are allowed to be funnier now, we are allowed to not give a fuck. I don't think there's growing numbers of women. There's there's not. Successful women? It seems the same as it's ever been to me. Are you kidding? Individuals. One. Phyllis Diller. Moms, maybe. Name comics now. It, I've, I've been running. I've been Tina asking Faye, her, Amy not me. Schumer, <laughs> Jessica Williams. Who? Jo- Jessica Williams. Are you kidding? She was the black correspondent on the Daily Show. Oh, I thought it was stand. There's slight. I mean, Gilda Radner, Jake. Well, I, I mean, I've been. We've been with the comedy seller for a long time. I don't see any significant uptick in the number of of first rate female comics out there. I don't. And, oh, that's and, interesting. And there's not an ounce of sexism that goes into the booking. That I mean, it, there's it, no it, sexism in comedy. There's I, no sexism now in comedy. I don't know about other places and other planets. I, I know that... It's the same th- that this everywhere. Is, this is the best comedy club. And we are not... There, there are, I mean, I've asked, like, are there any, like, really super funny women that are killing that we're not booking? Let me know, because I want to book them. Right. I can't... There's, nobody can give me these names. I can't. Give the, you those names. Well, <laughs> I would say, are they white? I will slip you. Yes. <laughs> there okay. are some yeah, white yeah. ones. There are some black ones. I, I, but I, I can I give you those names. That the names that she gives me, they will not kill. But if they do, let's use them. Okay. But here's the deal. You want some names? Though? Absolutely. <laughs> to yeah. talk about sexism and isn't is this Booker sexist? This is the thing. This is about the individual intentions. This idea that when we talk about sexism or racism, we're talking about individual people and their attitudes about other individual people. Yes. You're often talking about far larger sources. So what you said is comedy is a masculine trait. We encourage and reward different kinds of expression in men and women from the time they're little. And it may be that men, the survival instincts for getting laid and you're not attractive and you do this, that has not been something that Nurtured women have been taught. Women, yes. Right? I would agree and with so that. We don't, and so that's we don't a larger structural thing. It's not... You don't need to be funny for me to bing, fuck you. Bingo! No, you actually need so me to not be funny. So there you're describing a gender I difference that has like an impact text, on that. And I use the term in a colloquial sense. Uh, 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 we have to wrap it up because a very famous <laughs> female comic is sitting here. <laughs> Amy Schumer's over there. But uh, I, wanted to, I wanted to take you on about Bill O'Reilly. 
and I can't believe I, I let Ty go out. Quick, you want to defend go. Bill O'Reilly? I want to defend. I mean, defend. that is. You're defending him? That's I, bold. I, I, that I, that is a bold no. stand. Go, it's go. your Roger Ailes arm. I, I want to defend Bill O'Reilly for the following reasons. Uh-huh. I think it is wrong, and this, and I will defend the woman on ESPN as well. I mean, I, I, I wanted to, first of all, say that I think this idea to of people losing their careers uh, for, for things so easily, threatening boycotts and all this stuff is a bad trend, and it's, and it's um, mushrooming, number one. Number two, I don't like anybody being taken down based on allegations rather than proof. And I always thought that out-of-court settlements were never to be taken as proof of anything. But let me tell you, and you're, you're probably be surprised, I actually took the time to read and was it Andrea Macris's complaint. Yeah, from like 10, 15 years yeah, ago. Which, yeah, which, which was, the, this is now the, the most recent one, the one who said that hot chocolate. Uh, apparently she uh, has been was arrested one time for making a false complaint against somebody. This came out in the news. So she may have been knocked out of the box. But this is the, this is the sequence of events in Ma Andrea Macris. And you tell me if this doesn't sound fishy to you. May of 2002, she starts at Fox, and, and by her account, this is her complaint, O'Reilly immediately was talking inappropriately to her. This is what she says. January 2004, she leaves for CNN. Now, this is where it gets interesting. In April 2004, she meets Bill O'Reilly for dinner and says to him that she'd come back to work if he no longer engaged in inappropriate conduct. She says, this is her complaint. At the dinner, she says O'Reilly, after dinner, I'm sorry, at the dinner, she, uh, she said that O'Reilly rambled bizarrely. She found his paranoid rambling both strange and alarming. After dinner, what do you think she did? After dinner, O'Reilly invites her upstairs to his hotel room to watch the election, and she goes. Then O'Reilly, two months later, O'Reilly goes to CNN I mean, O'Reilly goes to Fox to try to get her the money that he, he'd promised her. Fox turns her down, but O'Reilly says, don't worry, I will pay the difference out of my pocket. So this man, this, this woman who had left because he was in a son appropriate, meets him, meets him for, for dinner, goes up to his hotel room, comes back for the same money, except this time it comes out of his pocket. Two months later, she, uh, uh, and then... And then she begins to record his sexual conversations, and then she she's gets, a terrible then example. Then she gets nine million dollars. But that's like now the I'm same. Saying that's that a bad example. That, 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 but this was the meat of the accusation of rally. No person with that fact pattern should be assumed to have done anything wrong. I don't think that means I'm not excusing sexual harassment by any man. But if, she, if 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 this happened to my daughter, and then she went back and met him and went up to his hotel room and then started taking money from him out of his pocket, I guess come on now. You would say to your daughter that you deserve to be sexually harassed. I was, since you I went would and say, met him after I would, dinner. I would say to my daughter, but, I would say, I would, this is what I would say. I would say, sweetheart, the same thing happened. Are you with sure there was nothing? Flirtation, something else going on here because this doesn't make sense. This is not the way a woman acts when she, when she is being sexually harassed. She would never go back, let alone meet him for dinner, let alone right after saying he was acting paranoid and, and strange, go up to his hotel room where there's just a bed and what. This is this is not the kind but, of fact pattern that anybody ought to be losing their job for. Okay, but I mean, he, he didn't needs to lose, lose his job. job for Andrea yeah, This was the big one. This he was, didn't he, this but he didn't, it was 2002 and it was reported in whatever year, 2005. Yeah, but then the, and the Times did that whole article. That plus the one at the end, which is now discredited. But in between, this woman, her complaint, she made her complaint. It was public. I can't remember. Was it yeah, 2005? Yeah. I don't right? know. Two so yeah, he loses his job in 2016 after other allegations come to light and, in fact, multiple allegations about this pattern But Roger Ailes was News out of the picture to defend him. Fox. Roger Ailes would have never fired him. But listen. 
listen. We know he that. He had, what, 11 intervening years of making millions of dollars, having best-selling books. Yeah. Andrea Mackers did not, did not bring career. this man down. What yes, brought this man down he was, was the revelation of a pattern that he'd done this no, and yeah. he'd but been part of make, a culture this that was did this, the, this that was disadvantaged. The, he this, didn't do this anything. This was the event that got the it, most oxygen. The other one, I know. literally, he didn't lose his job. The next one, he was accused of sexually harassing Roger Ailes' goddaughter. <laughs> but but she she sued him but she, but Roger Ailes didn't buy it his own his own goddaughter yep. there was one other then then there was which was uh, you know I don't know the, the, but we don't we don't know and then there was this last one where the woman turns out to have made a false charge in the past I hope that if if Bill O'Reilly were, were were Rachel Maddow I would say the same thing that this is this just doesn't seem right that some if somebody should be convicted in a court of law. And if so, then let them go if, if it violates the thing. But on, like, like Chris Rock famously said, every divorce, oh, it's Bill O'Reilly's divorce papers. He says every divorce paper accuses a husband of, 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 of everything. Of, of everything. Of course. Paul, Paul, if you want to believe divorce papers, but Bill O'Reilly's divorce, let's believe that Paul McCartney was beating his one-legged wife. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it, it, it's so much confirmation bias here. We hate Bill O'Reilly, so this, so we, we just, hate we, Bill so O'Reilly. We, so we just eat this stuff up. But if, but Juanita Broderick and Bill Clinton, oh, I don't know, you know, maybe he did it. Well, that's real evidence, you know. I, that's my, so I want to defend Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> in closing, I would like to defend Bill O'Reilly. Nothing at all to do with his <laughs> politics. Okay. I'm a boss. I have had someone come to me and accuse a comedian of raping them. What was I supposed to do? Fire them? Like not? I can't, I can't. I can't assume it's true and let them go. I have plenty of opinions on that. But because I, I, I know women who have put themselves in certain situations yeah. where they could have avoided it. However, but they don't, have, because, they don't have to avoid it. But also, if just because I go to your hotel room, does that mean I need to get raped? No, but, <laughs> right. would, no, but he, he wasn't not. accused of raping anybody. Because Absolutely I've done not. that before. I've gone to somebody's hotel room Bill at night, not planning to have sex with Bill, them. Bill they tried to accuse of talking I mean, dirty and jerking off on the phone. The, other, th the other thing right. is that power imbalances. The reason that sexual harassment in the workplace is criminal is in part because you're dealing with power imbalances and so the fact that she goes to him and says I, I want this job and she comes back to him after like having gone to CNN money. look it's a little fishy isn't it I mean, as I you read know it to what? you. Yeah. It it's not I the best situation. No, even and, the, and the last, no, the girl but who went on trial for Bill Cosby, the, she wasn't a good example. He's not defending but the sexual Times, harassment. The New York Times, to their, truly sure? to their, to their uh, discredit, didn't mention any of those facts which were in the complaint, of course which not. they certainly would have bent over backwards to mention the obvious exculpatory facts of somebody that they kind of wanted to not see thrown under the bus. The fact that she went up to his hotel room, that she went back, these, how could they leave that out of a story? How can they expect anybody to make up their minds about this incident when you leave out the, the facts that anybody, if your husband or son were accused of this and they didn't tell you these facts, you'd be outraged. You'd be outraged. That's all. I I'm agree. Saying. Yeah. Okay. You are a pleasure. I hope you come on our show I will. every week. You were <laughs> not shrill, not angry. <laughs> I'm, I'm cool with being both shrill and angry. Yes. By the way, so. uh, plug your book again. Uh, all the single ladies about single women in America, past, present, and future. At Joelle Nicole on Instagram, Twitter. All that. I uh, I just put out this uh, comedy project and I put it right out up on my uh, my YouTube and uh, two of the sets are are filmed here actually at the Comedy Cell in the Village Underground. But I, it's called Four Four One and I do uh, four sets in uh, four different clubs in one night and uh, 
to film the cab rides and everything in between. So it's a cool little thing. It's up. On, it's only like 17 minutes. It's up on my YouTube. And uh, so if you could watch that, check that, and share it, that'd be amazing. I'd love that. Andrew Schultz, check yeah. him out on YouTube. Thank you, you yeah, very YouTube. much, everybody. Com slash the Andrew Schultz. Yeah. Thank you very much. Good night. Thanks.